0: Good afternoon, and we want to welcome you back to episode 10 of Truth Talk. Thanks to our uh, producer, executive producer, Dale. He, last week, he decided to put it on the screen for me, so I wouldn't have to fumble my way through remembering what episode we were on. So today, we're going to start a new um, train of thought. We've kind of been going along and doing one thing and have kind of come to the culmination, I think, of what we can do for now. On that topic. And so we've decided since um, Laney and Jason are back this week after having a couple weeks off, we would spring something new on them with absolutely no preparation. You're welcome. So we decided tonight we were going to talk about um, design patterns because it is so important when you start really trying to get down into studying scripture. God is sending us a message and we need to be able to Receive that message the right way. And he does it through his word and through stories in the Bible. And so we want to look at some of the design patterns that um, should tell us what's going on and how we're interpreted and then how we are to apply it to our lives. You have any, any other, Dad? things to add to no, our, but, from our discussion of why we chose this particular... No,
1: no it, it is, and, and for the folks at uh, our church, but I realize uh, we've got folks that are listening, of course, from Isabella Church, and then we've got folks that have picked us up from different places, friends of ours, family members from other places, and what we've tried to teach is that the Bible is a story, mm-hmm. and you need to listen to it as a story, and, and to do so, you need to pick up all the different nuances of that story to be able to understand it. And so as the Bible is told, it puts those different uh, streams together for us to see. And so as we, if we don't see that, we miss the story. And I believe that's the reason so many folks have lost interest or when they read their Bible, they just say, gee, I just didn't get anything out of that, my Bible. And I look at it and say, well, why didn't you get anything out of that? And it's because they didn't see the the entire story there. They missed those cues that mm-hmm. the Bible has for us uh, in it. It's just like for our folks on Wednesday night, we're in the last chapter of the Proverbs. And if all you see is in that last book of the Proverbs is a story uh, about the virtuous woman, well, it's a good story, and we all want a good wife or a good mother. But if you don't scratch your head and say why at the end of the book of Wisdom is this story about a woman and begin to see there's a theme in the Bible that has been given over and over and, there, and, and there's something about a bride that's different and you begin to pick up on the clues that are there mm-hmm. and find out that's more than just any woman. Eventually, that's about the bride of Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. There's more going on there than just a virtuous woman. And of course, it gives you the clue right up front when you figure out that that word virtuous is only mentioned one other time in the Old Testament, and that's about Ruth. Mm-hmm. And of course, she's in the line of Christ. Uh, she, she comes from, from uh, the, the marriage mm-hmm. of Naomi's son, and when they go off and, and where they shouldn't have been and get married and come back, and you know, I can't tell that whole story tonight. Right. But, but anyhow, th- those are the things. If you don't know those things, mm-hmm. the stories are bland. Right. But, but when you know to start looking for those clues that, that are, are woven throughout the Bible, the Bible jumps off the page at you. And that's what we want folks to do when they read their Bible is for it to jump off the page at them. And you need to begin, and it starts in the very first chapter, right. building those, those things in so we begin to see them.
0: So you want to start with the first thing that? Do you have? Do you want to start with what you were talking about, or do you want to start with what I was talking about?
1: Well, uh, I think the very first first thing that, that the Bible that I see when when I when I look at that and th- there's so many of them and we'll go we'll go the first your, three
0: chapters of the Bible. Yeah, are like just a playbook for what happens to the oh, rest yeah. to the entire rest of the Bible when you really start digging down and getting granular with
1: it. Yeah, and if you don't get them, the rest of the Bible is really not going to make a whole mm-hmm. lot of sense. Is really going to be going to be lost in the story. My my thing I like to do, just just for a just for a, just to get you into the Bible, and I think to get some sense of what's going to happen in the Bible, is to have a person just close their eyes, and uh, get in Adam's body, be laying on the dust of the ground, and you are created. And then, but you're not yet a living soul. You're just created. God has made you out of the dust of the earth and you're laying there and nothing's happened. And then you feel breath enter into you and your eyes open up. And you for the first time breathe and are alive. And you open your eyes and what do you see? Once you can get that picture in your mind, Mm The rest of the Bible is going to begin to start coming alive. Mm -hmm. And so you ask yourself the question, what would have been the first thing Adam, this man made out of the dust? Remember, he doesn't have a mama and a daddy. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have any. Information. this He just woke up from the dust of the earth.
2: Did he have a belly button? Yes, did he? <laughs> hey, uh, that's the most important
1: question in all the world. Did he have a belly button? Well, he wasn't born. Okay. Uh, he was created. So, uh, But he was created as a man. I so, put the hole there, though. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he was created as a man. So most likely he did have a belly button. So, uh, so you know, what did he see? And, uh, of course, you know, creation was beautiful around him. But I believe the first thing he saw is what man craved. He saw the face of God. Yep, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that would have been because who had just breathed mm-hmm. life into mm-hmm. him?
3: And he wasn't afraid.
1: No, not at all. He was he 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 was at peace with God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. That's what
2: man's heart yearns for. And, think, and, and when you get that, you get the rest and, of the Bible. And why did God create in the first place? Mm-hmm. Right. For relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God created us to have relationship with, with him. him. That's His desire. Yeah. Right. God doesn't need it, but he does desire it. Mm -hmm. And like you said, the thing that is missing in our, the hole in our heart, whether we realize it or not, is that relationship. And when you get that relationship with God Mm -hmm. through his son Jesus, that's when things start to fall into place and you begin to see the the bigger picture. Right.
0: And then when you... So I, when I think about it, I think I see, you know, he sees God's glory. Mm-hmm. You know, because all the other passages in Scripture when, when people have an encounter with God, whether it's Moses at the burning bush or on the mountain, out on the top of Mount Sinai. Or, or Isaiah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they come in contact with his glory, and it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And it, but when they come in contact with other people, other people have to shield their eyes from them. Because that glory is reflected on them. And I feel like, so the next thing I notice after we do that is when Adam and Eve sin, that glory covering is now gone. Mm-hmm. And their eyes are open to their flesh. And
2: that's one of the reasons they were able to look upon God mm-hmm. and not be ashamed or fearful because they had
0: His no covering. sin. Mm-hmm.
2: When Isaiah and the others saw the glory of God. They saw their wretchedness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the the tide had turned because of the fall.
0: And I think that's one thing we talk about what we see throughout the Bible is that notice of your condition, Mm -hmm. the human condition. Like you notice, because it says in the Bible, I've had marked it, but now I've done flipped around a couple of times. And um, it says in Genesis 3, chapter... Chapter 3, verse 6, kind of second part of the, the verse. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew they were naked. You know, and so then, okay, it didn't take very many, it didn't yeah. take very long. And so then, you, the next thing you hear is they heard the sound of God walking in the cool of the garden, and God calls out to Adam, and he says, Where are you? Yeah. You know, this is the first time God had to go looking for Adam. And I think that shows the condition of man, too, that it's not we go looking for God. I think the Bible shows that over. God comes looking for us. So that's that theme
1: that's going to be repeated is the first thing we do is we look and see God, and that relationship is established. Mm -hmm. And then we see that relationship is broken. And then we're going to see the rest of the Bible is God coming after man to establish that relationship and man continually breaking Uh that relationship. (laughs) And then God continually coming after man. That, that is opposed to everything the human mind says and what the world tries to say about God. Mm-hmm. The world tries to say all God wants is to throw us in hell. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the Bible, it's God constantly coming after this creation of His. Like well,
2: Tozer's book, God's Pursuit of Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we better be thankful that God does pursue us, yeah. mm-hmm. that He does not give up on us. You know, people talk about all the time and I hear it, and I know what they mean. I found God. yes, not no. biblically speaking, <laughs> no, God found you. You weren't the one looking for God. You were the one who was lost. The shepherd goes after what? The sheep The, the sheep. Mm-hmm. Sheep are naturally what? They're dumb. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, the Bible calls us sheep, you know, and it <laughs> takes a good, merciful and loving God to come and look for us. Right And He is the mm-hmm. one. You know, Jesus said himself, I came to seek looking. Right. And to save that which is lost. And what is that? Every person you look at needs it.
1: So when God made us then, we, we start looking. So that's, that's the first clue. So when you start reading your Bible, that's the thing you start to do. Look for those repeatable patterns. Those things that happen over and over and over. And he does it in all kind of different ways. So don't look for mm-hmm. the same pattern. Right. Look for patterns that do like things.
0: And look for patterns that may change slightly mm-hmm. from theme to thing. So you find a pattern, it may change slightly because it's driving point another it's driving another point home because it's just layers on the knowledge.
3: Mm-hmm. When well, um, God tries to reveal himself right. to us, that you know, that's the main thing I think is it's we're all we always should look for how is God trying to reveal himself to the person that he's, you know, interacting with, whether it's you're reading about Daniel or, mm-hmm. or whoever, and then um, because that's going to change throughout time depending on who he's trying to reach. And God does that with us. He reveals himself to us all differently because at that point, we're all at a different place. We're all looking for something different. We're all experiencing something different. And so that driving theme of God is trying to reveal more of who he is to that person in the Bible that you're reading about or to um, you know, or to us as the readers looking back on the Bible— um, but it's always, you know, and that's what's that's what's good about God is that He meets us where we are with what we need at that time, just as He did them. Yeah. And
1: that, that's of course now I have a fertile imagination yeah. about things, and, uh, yeah. and I'm I'm thinking what must that have been like with Adam. This is he's just been created and he has no background, so here he mm. looks in the face of God and that's all he knows and that's all he knows and so now he's going to have a conversation with God and so here we're going to start a conversation of course God's going to begin to explain what's going on and Adam's a full-grown man he's created as a a, 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 as a full-grown being that's capable of conversing with God and and understanding what God is saying
0: so he's created with a certain extent of knowledge and ability
1: ability yep
3: and then Uh, God's going to give him some work to do
1: yep Yep, sure is. Task. He's going to give him tasks, and he's going to be able to understand those. But uh, there must have been some type of explanation that went on during this process. Mm-hmm. So God is explaining to Adam what's happened. I've created you. What your expectations you... are. You know, and, 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 you know, must have, you know, given him the general lay and, of the land. Of and gave some happening.
0: rules. And you know he gave rules. Yep. Because... He tells them where the tree of knowledge of good and evil and where the tree of life is mm-hmm. and what the what all these other plants are good for because that's the way the serpent gets to the woman because he calls them to question the rules that God has given and you know in the serpent in, in chapter 3 mm-hmm. he, the serpent was the more cunning has God indeed said you should not eat of the tree of every tree of the garden not only did he twist what God said but he was able to make them question the rules. Well, and
3: try to redefine it under their own terms. Mm -hmm. Instead of clearly and concisely having the definition of what we can and can't do that came from God, they, like we do all the time, the serpent put just enough deception in there that they tried to justify their reasoning for what... God said.
1: And that's an interesting, and I know we're, we're, we're talking about those things, but as we talk about them, we want to discuss these things mm-hmm. that are inside them. So here God has planted, along with all the other trees, these two trees, the, the, the tree of life, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and it appears like they're planted side by side. So they're there in their view. Mm-hmm. And it appears like they're in the middle of the, well, it appear like the Bible says they are in the middle of the garden. And so they're there for them to view side by side. So that means God wants them to look